look, to be honest, it's probably been from the start of the season that I've known that this would, would more than likely be my, my last year. Um, because I, I look at... I look at where, like, I, I possibly I could have played on, but to what sort of detriment to my, my, myself? Like, I, I don't want to get halfway through a season next year and be like, oh, I'm sick of this. Um, and I, I think, I really do believe that the club now is in its next year. Right? That's the voice of the great Jack Revolt, who plays final game of AFL tomorrow at the MCG against North Melbourne, alongside his great mate Trent Cotchin. So... Terrific way to go out, I think, Tony. Two of the yeah. all-time greats side-by-side. Side. Two greats of their era. Yep. Built that club. Put the club on their own back, didn't they? Though They spoke during the week. Interesting about the conversation they had at that cafe in Essendon where they decided this is the way we want to go. Mm-hmm. And, and literally, the rest is history. Yep. No, it's, it's an extraordinary story. Yep. I, again, though, I think we talked a little bit a lot in the ashes about Stuart Broad I think this is right up there with that kind of retirement he was playing good enough to keep going and he's left us wanting more yeah. um, I think he's going to yeah obviously he's going to leave a huge hole in the club but I, I laughed during the week when he said it was that hanger that he took on the weekend that was the moment that he thought he was done because he's used to standing on shoulders and mm. he reckons his knees went into that bloke's tailbone <laughs> so he wasn't quite getting off the ground but it has been Honestly, one of the, the all-time greats. I mean, I don't know where you think he ranks well, in, in yeah. Tasmanian well, AFL, VFL players over the journey. Right at the top of the list. Yeah. Like, to the pointy end. Has to be. Like, the resume He's in the top is three, isn't he? He'd have to be, wouldn't he? I saw a few lists during the week that had Cousin Nick ahead of him, and I was like, well, I, I don't think he is. No, I don't, In fact, I, he can't be. I don't think he is either. And we love the Roo. Mm. But he's won three premierships. Yep. A couple of Coleman's. Coleman's 340 games, so it's 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 the whole package. Yep. It's the longevity, it's the ability to keep his body on the park, it's to keep performing, it's the leadership, and and leadership, successful leadership too. Like there's a lot of AFL club captains that have captained clubs for a lot of games, and mm-hmm. you know Trent Cotchin's one of them. But but to actually be a leader of the club, whilst you're not the captain and support the guys ahead of you and what your club, again, shows how good of a teammate and how good of a club man he was. Mm-hmm. I've sold him short of Coleman there. He won three Coleman's, Jack. Yeah. Two Ian Stewart medals. A rising star nominee. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia here. It's an amazing Michael Roach Clarence medal. Premiership. 11 times. That must be leading goalkeeper. <laughs> Clarence Premiership. Um, two Jack Dye medals, best and fairest. Um, it's, it is unbelievable. And the thing I like about that too, and, and Koch as well, is they went through such hard times early, didn't they? Yeah. And then they got to experience the ultimate at the end of their towards the end of their careers, which was just awesome. Yeah, and and again, built it off their own their own leadership and their own vision, if you like. Like Richmond wasn't that club when they went there. They mm. weren't they weren't going into a football club like kids are going into Richmond now and learning off all time greats successful all-time greats great yep. leaders great players they obviously prepare well they teach well you know yeah. they went into a footy club with big richo um you know an under who was a great player but an underperforming club and they've turned it into along with people off field obviously but they've turned it into an absolute juggernaut now i've got something on what might be next for jack chop this out hammer and keep this as a receipt and I couldn't, I didn't want to ring Jack and ask him this this week because he's got a lot on. So I haven't fact checked it. That's unlike you. You but door stopped all the Jack jumpers when they were in the airport. And 
Well, I would have rung him. I would have rung him typically yep. or sent him a message. Oh, that's but nice I did give I, him some space. Exactly. I didn't want to bother him on a big week. But I've heard he will become the first official employee of the new Tasmanian AFL club. Wow. That's just what I'm hearing. Just pick up your mind that you just dropped on the table for us there, Breno. What, what, what have you heard? Tell just, us. Just that. Not much more than that, but I've heard that. And I think it would be more of a role where he goes around yep. and sort of spruiks it, I suppose, okay. across the state and gets support for the team. So is that a Tasmanian-based role? I wouldn't have thought he'd need to live here, but he, I reckon he'll be spending a fair bit of time here. So our first employee is going to be titled Club Spruker. Ambassador. Ambassador. Oh, I reckon it'll be a... Better word. Well, that's a, that's a different role than an employee, isn't it? An ambassador. Oh well, he's probably getting paid for it. So, your okay. employee. All right. No, I don't mind it. So you're gonna you won't give up your sources. No. Okay. No, you I never do that, Tim. That that's just what I'm hearing. So okay. we'll see how it goes. Well, if it is, it'd be a great appointment. Absolutely. It would no be a great person. appointment. Absolutely. As we've spoken mm. about his leadership and and knowledge of the industry and to be able to talk to young guys about the positives of moving to Tasmania mm-hmm. rather than the negatives they're going to get fed all the time and what's possible to be built down here. Uh, and just having his knowledge generally around a, an inaugural footy club would be would be massive. Some other retirements during the week too. My man Nick Nat. Oh, sad day for you. It is a sad day because we didn't see the best of like, well, well, we did. So, sorry, we did yeah. see the best of it. We didn't see enough of it because of his injuries. And, it, and he missed out on the flag, which was sad. And when he was up and going, there was no one better. He was just so good to watch. So yeah. I'm just sad we didn't get to he see was more of it. at his best. He was turning the telly on. Yeah, absolutely. And watch yeah. when he was feeding balls down blokes' throats, his ability and just his agility and, mm-hmm. and ability to move for a man of his size was worth the admission yeah. when he was at his best, no doubt about that. The the next two, Paddy McCartan and Paul Seedsman, they're, they're, they're sad. Yeah. Concussions. That's really sad. When you want to do something so badly, I, I heard Seedsman speak during the week about how tough it is for him to let go because he was actually starting to play some pretty good footy when he had his whatever number concussion it was. And has just not recovered at all. And and Paddy McCartan obviously had some real issues at St Kilda. Got to the stage where he could play again. And then what looked like the most innocent knock of his head on the ground in one of his last games for Sydney is, has finished his career. And I think when you, your body's willing, but you're just the safety aspect and whatever, you actually just can't do it. It must be absolutely devastating, particularly when you're still at, at that age. Yep. No, very sad indeed. And it was was good to see Paddy get back though, wasn't it, to play that yeah, it was. second part of his career with it the was. Swans. But play yeah. a few, few games with his brother and um, yeah, it, yeah, it's sad for both those guys. There's, there's no other way to put it, to be just honest. Just quickly, because uh, we're going to get to the And news. Daniel Lloyd as well. Daniel Lloyd, yeah, exactly. From the Giants. Another big year for retirements. It really is. It's unbelievable. Ken Hinkley re-signed finally with Port during the week and there's an un- unofficial succession plan in place for Josh Kay, you'd think, because he pulled out of the Richmond oh, I don't coaching think there role. Is. Well, what would he pull out of the Richmond well, coaching I, role? Well, Ken Hinckley said in that press conference, there is not. Yeah. And if... Because I don't so want So if he had to stop there, I would have said, okay. And he said, and if you know, if you think there is, you don't know Josh Carr. So they're pretty strong words. Why would he stay at Port if there was no guarantees? Because he likes his job. Maybe he's not quite ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got more to learn. There's more to it, Tim. Maybe he wants to focus on getting this midfield to be as good as it can possibly be. And I'm sure he knows. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure out if he's doing well. He's highly regarded. Ken Hinckley's got two years left. He's position 1A mm. for that job. Yeah. maybe. And it's yeah. probably a job he wants. He doesn't have to move his family. 
There's lots of lots of reasons why you'd want to stay, in my opinion. It sounds like Damien Hardwick too will be appointed as the Gold Coast coach in the next week or two. Sounds so it. that's no great surprise there. No, but I wonder what he. I mean, how many staff is he going to take up there? There'll be some nervous people on the Gold Coast. I would have thought, in the yeah. assistants and yes. around the football department, because yes. I imagine someone with Damien's experience and knowledge is going to want to bring people with him. So I'm expecting a few people to be. Out the door up at the Gold Coast Suns. Okay, text line is 0437 552 We're going to get to the news on the other side of it. We're going to talk to Taz Racing CEO Andrew Jenkins here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents.